You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast by students and graduates. Whether you've never heard of philosophy or have a philosophy PhD, we hope you enjoy these conversations as we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. Hello, Zach. Hello, Connor. So, today... I wanted to talk about something that both of us have been involved with, and that is humanism. Yes. Yeah, because I was the president of, well, it's fucking president, founder, chairman, because they thought that president was too grandiose a title, so yeah, I had to, we were the founding fathers, mate. Yeah, I had to be chairman. Um, so I was, I was president of the Herefordshire Humanists for, I think, what was it, three years, four years? Yeah, it was, it was around, I'd say about, I'd say about three years. I think it was three and a half. Yeah, that was that was something I did whilst I was in the second year of uni. And for anybody who doesn't know what humanism is, it's basically a non-religious approach to life. And this is this is one of the problems I want to kind of pick up on is that it is quite ill-defined, and a lot of people within the group had different views on what humanism was. Um, I think you and I probably had a different view to a lot of the people that came into the group. Yeah. Um, so I, in this podcast, I just want to explain what I think humanism is and what I think for the both of us went wrong with that group and what went right with that group and the, the some of the problems with humanism some of the, the good things about it uh, first of all I'll just introduce you for a second so we went to school together and then sixth form um, but you you didn't very much like sixth form did you no um you know I found you know, I had a fantastic time at that school and the college itself. You know, the, the teachers, the students, fantastic. Had you know, generally you know, looked forward to going to school and college respectively most days. But uh, no, it just when you got to the in the second the second year, penultimate year was fine. But um, no, I, I kind of I was starting to drift away from academia already. Yeah, and one of the exams I was actually quite badly ill. Couldn't even physically make it as well, which didn't help. And by then, I kind of, you know, just realised. Well, I, in a way, it was kind of a I don't think blessing in disguise. But um, yeah, well, I, I, I a better phrase. But yeah, I, I just I just found that I get easily unstimulated. You know, academia now it's it's more things you know, you know, doing my spare time. So just listening to I don't know BBC Inside Science program, athletics, yeah, and things like that, yeah. Yeah, well, activities outside. That's the thing. I think you figured you figured out a trick before the rest of us did. That in a lot of cases, academia isn't all it's cracked up to be. And I think this is actually why I started to get into humanism was because of sixth form. Yeah. Because I probably I was probably experiencing the same thing you were, but I didn't realize it. And I think a lot of that that came from I discovered philosophy. And at first, I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. All these interesting ideas." And then I was like ah, there's a lot going on here, this is, this is quite scary, and also, because I, I honestly thought I was going to fail for the first year of sixth form, and then when, when I started to get a, a few Bs, I was like, oh shit, I could actually get some A's here. Yeah. And so it was it was this massive promise of academia, of like, shit, where do I go? I've actually got choices now. It was that, plus the choices in philosophy, it was like, okay, God doesn't exist, so that actually leaves the field quite open for what you think now. And... I was a little bit terrified by that question, looking back. So where I started to get into humanism was this idea called New Atheism, 
which is basically like bashing religion. I don't know if you've seen those fucking videos. Rich, <laughs> Richard Dawkins. Yeah, Richard those, Dawkins. Those are the, the first few, yeah. Yeah, annihilates a stupid religious person. I was like binging yeah. those videos. He, always, he never does. They're always sensationalised. always this yeah. guy absolutely destroys the other one. Well, no, they, just, they they both make fairly valid points. It's just yeah, it's just one it's just, one it's percentage. Just it's, it's clickbait. Yeah, it's it's clickbait exactly. Um, but I think. Where a lot of people might turn to religion or any kind of faith, I think lots of people do it with lots of different things. So, like politics is one example. Mm. But in order to cope with the pressure of sixth form, I think I started to lean into this really critical. I think it's I think it's like a sense of of meaning, but it's also a sense of uh, like affirmation. People are agreeing with you. People are like, "Don't worry, you're smart." These people that believe in God and all that nonsense, they're stupid. And it was through that eventually found humanism. Yeah, and we were like, "Oh, this is like a positive side of yes. of atheism." So that's, that's a big misconception that a lot of people still have today about humanism that it is just atheism with a kind of a you know, decorative tag on the side. And they, you know, they're different. They're different. You know, humanism does try and encourage good moral standing and upkeeping in society, rather than just being a you know, complete polar opposite of theism. Yeah, that's that's the thing. A lot of if you define yourself in terms of what you're not, you have nothing. You you've just basically given like mathematically you've just you've given like a minus. Mm. You haven't given anything. And that that was one of my problems eventually with humanism, that okay, so if, if it's nothing, what is it exactly? Yeah. And I was really interested in having that conversation, is it's like, okay, we've all come to this group because we don't believe in God, so what do we do now? And I think there are some good general answers, but in terms of the specifics, we never really got to that because a lot of people in the group, I think you'll agree, were at the stage I was probably four years before. They were they were really mm. into bashing religion, religion. bashing, yeah, yeah. So as there was that time we had the the bishop. Were you there for that? I wasn't no, but um, I've, I had some very interesting stories from that night. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> a poor bloke. It was a vicar, sorry, not a bishop. Because I'd worked with this um, vicar before. I can't remember what it was on. I think it was it was like a a charity. Straight away, we we I was like, I, I need some experience, and you need somebody for this for this charity. I like the cause, and I said, uh, here's one of my experiences. I run the humanists, and he was like, well, I'm obviously Church of England. You you know that. Um, I think it's great that we can do this, and he he was very secular. And what I mean by secular is he wasn't non-religious the whole point of secularism is it's like it, there's no bias yeah. so he's open to all ideas open to so like if a country is politically secular it doesn't favour a particular religion it lets all religions have their freedom and uh, he that was what he tried to talk about he tried to talk about kind of ethics that humanists and Christians could share yeah and these a few bridges yeah nothing wrong with that at all oh, I thought that was great and I was like okay I, I, I agree with like 96% of everything you said which is quite a lot for a like, 40 minute talk I don't know why I said 96 but yeah and then they just started bashing him for things like Mother Teresa and stuff it's like mate that's Catholic yeah it's not it's, yeah different different um, form of uh, Christian yeah that. it's a different denomination but I, I think there's a there, there was a point in there somewhere and I think I think it was a, a pretty good point but the guy clearly didn't want to talk about it he clearly wasn't interested in that conversation and I think yeah I'm hearing that um, you know allegations over bishops, you know, kind of mispayments or uh, relationships with yeah, it's like not at all. He's not he's not representing 
No, not at all. And we don't expect him to have to feel he needs to facilitate that kind of conversation because, you know, that's just... They are fortunately, they, fortunately, they are minority in society and that does not represent all Christians. No, and I think there's, there's something weird about lumping all Christians together in any sense, really, because I think one of the points he wanted to get across was his relationship with God is his own. It's, it's, it was quite personal. And the whole point of what he was talking about was something we could share in, a language we could share in, not because obviously he can't really talk about his faith other than I like God, I like to think he exists. You can't really offer much more than that in the context of, of religion. So what do we think uh, went well with Heritage Humanists? I believe that there was a lot of cohesion in the group and I like the fact you know for the sake of filling filling quotas but there was a completely mixed demographic of attendees there you mean we got some people that weren't a hundred well no, no I mean we got some people there that were a hundred yeah and we got some people that there that weren't a hundred yeah um, it, was, it, was, it was good to see a lot of people from all areas of the county of Herefordshire yeah and even if they didn't stay I think that's really good that some people are just yeah. which is interested that's good enough for now, like, that people are interested in, open to these ideas. Yeah. And, you know, you can still, you still have things like these, these fundraisers without, you know, people to feel that, you know, they're directly for, you know, Christian cause or such. People can fundraise without, and you can just, you can have that as well. You can have these groups, you know, you can meet, we've, we met up for a couple of walks in the countryside as well. Mm. Yeah, well, I think the walks were some of the best bits. Yeah. Well, was like, what we did, is, is it, Oh, we had um, we had one on Coppin Hill. Yeah, Coppin Hill was the best one, I think. But I, did, I, did, <laughs> I, remember, I, did, I can't remember the other one now. Yeah, I did one in, uh, in near Ross and Y. Yeah, and I think I think there was another one, but I, that was the one event I did go to. No, yeah. you you chaired an event for me actually. Oh, we yeah, had did yeah, I filled yeah, in one. You, yeah, in, it was that was a guy talking about assisted dying. That was like. The, apparently the best fucking talk ever and I just missed it yeah it, it, you know a lot of there was a lot of um, positive feedback from the attendees that night and the, the Q&A section at the end was probably the most you know uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't controversial at all but it was it just provoked a lot of interesting yeah responses well assisted dying is like one of the biggest humanist causes and it's it's much more broader than humanism as well it's one that humanism happens to champion yeah um, because I think, as far as we can ascertain humanist values, yeah. ideas like assisted dying, you know, having dignity and having the right to your own life is as humanist as it gets. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that yeah, was very unfortunate. You know, to hear, of course, you know, it's probably more than a year since was it, the, the bill in Parliament was passed and rejected. It keeps getting rejected. Yeah, they every every few years the humanists will uh, will get a, a new face of their movement, and it will normally be somebody who's going through some kind of illness. And I was I like to keep track of the campaigns and support it if I can. And you, it's really sad. You just you'll just see like these people just looking worse and worse on all the the pictures, mm-hmm. and giving more more statements about how how desperate they are to end their life on their own terms. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I imagine the Q and A was was just really full of emotion, just really great. It's also just yeah, not just the promotion of um you know good moral you know standards in society, but it it is it would be things like these these celebrant based. Events where you, you can get married. You know, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's. You can a, have a funeral, and you know there doesn't have to be any. This could be in a church. This could not be in a church. It does not have to have any religious mm-hmm. context. Yeah, no, that that's a really good point because 
that was probably, and I still think that is the main place where humanism can, uh, continues to see a lot of success is in these ideas of you know you can you can mark occasions in your life without having to mention the man in the sky who yeah. may or may not believe in it. It's like you can craft something that's personal. So like a wedding, you can have that just completely on your own terms. You can if you want to walk down the aisle to a certain song, you can. I know there are a lot of churches that will accommodate that kind of stuff but it's yeah. it's just nice to because I don't I don't think most people believe in that you know when when your local vicar starts saying and now we'll read all stand and let's read this thing that nobody knows nobody knows any of those hymns no. and I, I, I think that that's fine if you do believe that that of course that there could be no if you do believe there could be no greater expression of, of that day for you but and the, the values you believe in but if you don't it's kind of like Almost, I don't. Yeah, disrespect yeah. to the person that's died if it's not really. Well, a lot of a lot of um, yeah. uh, vicars and bishops and things have been keen to pass on people who they think. Yeah, so they're all, say they're organising a, a funeral. A lot of them will go. Oh, I can tell you're not religious. I can tell the, the geezer who died isn't religious. So we'll we'll hand you over to the humanists, mm. and they can they can tailor something that suits you and your beliefs or lack of beliefs and. That's another thing. So the, the idea that if you have a lack of beliefs, that's somehow less meaningful and less rich. We never really encountered that. We had those. Uh, we had a few Christians who attended. Oh yeah, we welcomed all attendees. Um, you know, I don't want to go as far as saying that a couple of those. They're very. A lot of them very open-minded. A lot of them very level-headed. Very. We, we 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 had now and then what we what we describe as gate crashes, but not in a really dramatic way as such. But yeah. Uh, Oh, I bet... A couple of born-again Christians. Well, some of the members of our group would have loved them to be proper gate crashes. They would have loved the confrontation, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We would have had to have policed that with our riot shields that we had ready. Stored (laughs) stored away. (laughs) Underneath the humanist Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I do actually have a book over there. It's It's a secular Bible, but it's not like a Bible. It's just... It just takes inspiration from some of the poetry... Okay. Oh, so it's not. It's not a. It's written in the style of the it's Bible. Not ba- it's not based on satire at all. It's just kind of. No, it's 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 basically to communicate the point that without any reference to God or divinity, you can have a book the same length, the same style, the same whatever, and have the same kind of moral lessons. Well, it's not really lessons; they're discussions. So, yeah. like ethical questions. Yeah, just raising ethical questions and gently kind of looking at how they might be solved. But also like taking examples of great works of art and great works of science and kind of working everything into like a nice human story of lots of different things lots of different cultures i think that's a great idea the book got panned and uh it, it i mean it is it does it is called the good book and it's it looks like a bible it's the biggest book on my shelf the big white one. Oh yeah yeah, yeah it, it does it does kind of oh yeah i think unless yeah. unless you've seen it, it does it does say you know, quite clearly a second well in smaller font than the good book, it's a, a secular Bible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can I can understand how a lot of people misinterpret that as, you know. And I think there are elements to certain humanist communities that ha- that have like a pretty regressive idea of. I think they probably would like to moralise and preach. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a problem with humanism in general. I don't, I don't go. I don't know how far back that goes. Like. 
Because did you ever come to any of the conferences with me? Um, I went to one. I can't remember which one that actually. In all honesty, but I was I was I wasn't able to attend most of them. I probably learned yeah. quite a bit from it. Well, I I only went to a couple. Um, and they were fine. There was there was no like mention of Christianity even, but I still got this sense of well, what is humanism other than just being a good person? Like, because I think a lot of people are good people. people. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't need to be any more than that. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it can maybe it's overanalyzed. Maybe that's just the philosopher in me going, "Well, what is good?" Which I think is is a genuine question to to discuss and ask. But I think most of the time we just do it. I think the the discussion is an afterthought, in 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 a in a very very basic sense. Like the idea of just being compassionate doesn't need to be broken down. Like you just be nice. Yeah, you don't have to be necessarily a Christian or a humanist or an atheist. Yeah, you could just be a nice person <laughs> you know um, I can understand how a lot of people feel that they now suddenly you know why do I have to be a humanist are you just going to shove a lot of you know new rhetoric down my throat are you going to dictate to me as to what I should believe you know it's, it's not about that at all I can understand why people again might misunderstand although a lot of the talks are informal and not quite seminar based really as such no <laughs> One of the one of the things that yeah I got asked a lot was, why 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 do this why why be a humanist as opposed to, why if you know if you like walks why not just set up a rambling society where you can go, you know around the, around the county and if you like talks on politics and science and things, why do you have to frame that as humanism why why not just have it, and I don't know have you got an answer to that, well but. In terms of saying, let's take the first one, the rambling society as such, we could have done. The problem is, of course, um, during the winter months, it it worked a lot more effectively in yeah. the humble abode of the uh, the meeting room or the pub. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yeah, we're not going in January. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the winter of discontent that we had uh, last year, or Beast from the East times two. Yeah, let's, let's go out for a ramble and marauder then. I had a skylight in my bedroom and for like four days I couldn't see through it it was just a big lump of snow and ice just on top of it yeah some people who are quite quiet in the classroom setup they they, they come out of their shell yeah and interact more in you know for one of these yeah I mean walks. yeah they're, they're great reasons to to include that in a, in a human society but yeah a lot, a lot of people will be like well what why call this humanism at all why do you bother being a humanist well, I, think, I think a lot of people who ask that are probably not aware of what humanism is for a start. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not just a default, I'm an atheist. I, I think, yeah, like, like we say, the the whole point of going to do something fairly vocational with your time as well, something that's active and good for the community, would generally define most kind of organised humanists yeah. rather than just an atheist. But you want to promote being that's that's exactly the thing yeah it's not it's the idea of promoting the idea of good and atheism in itself doesn't have to do that i mean you could be a you could be a dictator as an atheist as history has shown like yeah atheism doesn't have anything to do with yeah. anything it's it literally just means you're not yeah a christian or a yeah. hindu or whatever we'd like to you know we'd like to set up a fundraiser organize a raffle or a, a charity quiz for the blind Oh, and by the way, you know we're not doing this for any church parish group. We just we just happen to not all believe in the man in the sky. Yeah, 
a, a humanist way of thinking is so there's not a god therefore it's on us to kind of step up to that challenge there's no saviour there's no afterlife this is what we have and we need to make the most of it yeah. and why wouldn't you just be nice like and I think the difference between atheism people who describe themselves as atheists and don't do anything with it and something like a humanist is humanists take that question a lot more seriously than atheism mm. does by default or at least that was my experience coming from simple atheism into atheistic humanism yeah there is actually a thing called uh, uh, like Christian humanism but I think that's just that complicates things like <laughs> my fucking brain oh dear <laughs> I haven't got any IQ left now um, the, no yeah I do, with with um, with atheists I think you know not not speaking for all I wouldn't speak for all atheists but yeah, I mean, a, a lot kind of live by the morals of I'll get, you know you only live once devil make care attitude um, do what I want no consequences why should I bother being nice to her anyway yeah. There's going to be no consequences in, there's going to be no afterlife, no consequences, so I can just do whatever I want and feel no repercussions. Okay, so that's that's a, that's humanism in a basic sense. That it, it's it's um, its response to the nothingness of atheism. But then I think what I wanted to get onto, which that was hard enough, convincing some people that God would always come up. It's like for somebody who who you don't believe in, you talk about you talk an awful lot, a yeah. fucking awful lot. <laughs> like, can we fucking stop? And yeah. it, you know these kind of witty remarks that keep coming up in the Q and A. Like, oh, well, uh, you gave a really good speech, and uh, I'd just like to say that I was I was browsing through Huffington Post, and I saw that <laughs> a bishop had been laundering laundering money, and I thought you your in your speech you were almost as crafty as him. It's like. What the fuck are you talking about? You just wanted to say that you've been reading Huffington Post and you hate Christians. That wasn't that wasn't a general com- that wasn't a, a genuine comment. That was, that was yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a direct quote, but that's an example of the kind of um, questions that would uh, be put forward. Yeah, in, that, in that's Q&A. not a, that's not a question. Most of them are statements, no, but I think that's probably it's opinion, you, not news. Yeah, well, I, I used to get that in. Um, so I used to run a couple of philosophy societies uh, over here in. in uh, in this area and I just I can't fucking fathom why that happens so much people just like giving opinions as questions like usually the speaker's like was there a question mark at the end of that do you want me to say anything he's like no like, oh right okay I just thought it makes some sort of declarative statement you know ah. I, I, I kind of get it I think I think it's kind of cool to to be in a room where you can just give your opinion and people go yeah 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 but I think maybe just save that for the pub afterwards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I couldn't get this idea across really, and I think largely that was the demographic we had. Why well, the attendance lowered a lot, and yeah. we only had very diehard regulars at the end. And I think maybe the reason for that was because there were a lot of people who were in no camp whatsoever. They were very much open to new ideas. They were. Mm. Sort of searching for a bit of maybe they were just looking for a, a social club but I think they were also looking for a little bit of meaning and I don't think we really offered that to them as well as we could no because we always want to look at it you know what could we what could we have done more um like I say with in the end dwindling attendance numbers there's only so much that we can really do 
especially when you're trying to book loads of guest speakers and, you know, from commercial sense, not being able to cover the cost of the train fare for the guest speaker when you've got two blokes and, and his dog in the corner. Yeah. So it becomes not really, you know, it doesn't, we don't want to be a business or an enterprise, but I yeah. felt as the, you know, the, the treasurer that you yeah. know, has to keep a lid on things, obviously, and, you know, we had a dog budgets. We had a dog? Yeah, a fucking dog came with us twice. Oh, on the walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought, <laughs> I thought you meant. I thought you meant in the in the lecture room. Just imagine just a dog stood at the front with a with a mortarboard on his head, pointing at a, a PowerPoint. I think yeah. So I think there's a couple. <laughs> Christ, it's probably I, a better guest speaker than I was. <laughs> probably. Uh, so yeah, I, I think there's a couple of problems. Uh, why these people didn't stay, and I think we couldn't really offer them that much in the way of meaning because we were still trying to wrestle with the group in terms of yeah. redefining what we were talking about all the whole way through when we when we were saying the word humanism but also uh, I think maybe there's too much of a, uh, a lean towards that kind of academic side of things I mean even you were saying like you didn't like academia but I, I think you're still interested in you're obviously still interested in talking and just having you know going to talks mm. as well uh, but I think some people just aren't interested in anything. Like yeah. maybe maybe they dropped out of school. Maybe they and that's not like a bad thing per se at all. But I do think they are not going to be interested in listening to some guy talk about skepticism or like I don't know assisted dying even. Yeah. Like political causes or even if the talks are entertaining and funny. He basically bottom line is they don't want to go to a talk. No. And that's, that's very hard to cater for people that do want intellectual stimulation because in the end of the day, when you boil it down, these ideas are quite intellectual. But other people just aren't into that and that's a very hard thing to cater for. And I think probably the other reason was people didn't like some of the new atheists. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we'd have maybe just offered one or two more vocational events, okay, we, we, you know, we did a walk, we, we met, um, had a meal in the pub. If we'd had maybe just organised another charity quiz for example just a fundraiser something like that yeah that that probably would have improved the the team chemistry if you will and it would have got to be that that sound balance of uh improving people's understanding and maybe it's because we're autistic because (laughs) to be honest maybe it's because we're just on the spectrum because i thought that that's what people like to do because look at look at what we're doing in our spare time this this bollocks (laughs) This is not about how to spend a Wednesday. Two perries until I could be out on the street mugging people. Jesus. I mean, you know, there's there's worse things I could. Oh, be doing. of course, but like, <laughs> I could be out on the street mugging people. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, um, I, any views that I express do not represent the Herefordshire humanists. Well, yeah, that's a given. So, yeah, I, I, but yeah, I, I can't really think what people do for socialising. Well, if it doesn't involve something a little bit interesting forfeit quiz round and whoever gets the least points on the, the round of humanist BHA themed British Humanist Association questions has to down a picture of Kermit or something and for those of you who don't know Kermit a picture of Kermit is um, well a concoction that is green in nature like Mr Kermit the Frog and it consists of vodka arches, vodka, arches Bacardi Bacardi lemonade lemonade arches ice don't forget the ice and like balls blue or caraco or any anything that's blue basically <laughs> antifreeze 
That, that, that shit you get in your lava lamp, anything that's blue, whack it in there, and you've got yourself a Kermit. You'll feel the same afterwards. Before we finish, I just wanted to explain what I think humanism is. Okay. And why I align myself that way. And I'm only going to do this, like, really briefly. So, I think the problem with religion, and I, I use that term very broadly and fair enough. It's not the thing to be done, but just for a basic conversation. I think the problem with religion is that there is inherently a negative premise that it starts from. It sets out to deny something, and it's, it's, a, it's a confrontation to a cosmic challenge. So it's like this particular behavior, this, like the original sin is the big example, or in Buddhism's case, uh, dukkha, which is suffering, is just this inherent evil that we can never ignore. It is, it is innate. We can't get around it. If you start with that kind of premise, you're only going to have an ideology of denial. And I think that's true of all religions. So, but the exception of paganism, actually, there is nothing remotely like that in paganism. If anything, it affirms the inherent beauty of nature and the, the vitality it has. Mm. Uh, but yeah, all, all the Abrahamic religions are very much based around those kind of ideas, and yeah. so are the Eastern ones, to be honest. Uh, especially the later iterations of Hinduism, and I just think, in my definition of religion as well, I, I would probably include most ideologies, and yeah. uh, that's I know that's very controversial, and that's probably more subjective semantic, but the reason for that is because. I think religion, as, as well as negativity, also consists of the idea of something being infallible. Something, somewhere, some f- uh, form of authority has to be utterly unnegotiable. Yeah. And that's the difference between theology in its thinking and philosophy. So, theology has this basic premise. It says, there's this one idea that we can't go back on, and that is that God exists. Yeah. You're doing that. You're doing theology within that framework. Philosophy. We want you to be open-minded and question things. But by the way, at the same time, we don't want you to be open-minded. Yeah. And we don't want you to question anything. Yeah. yeah and it's just, Adam and Eve originally were not um, in in the in the Garden of Eden, if you will, um, were not naked. And suddenly, um, God created nakedness as a way to. You know, suddenly now they shame has been created. Yeah. And like I said, the opposite of paganism. Paganistic in any way, shape, or form, but something that's quite um, positive that promotes the body image. Yeah, you you know the way you are at one with nature, if you will. It's 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 a sin to be yeah naked. Exactly, and, and paganism doesn't have that idea of sin. Not that I uh, fucking love paganism and I'm a pagan, but um, it's pretty cool. I I know a lot of pagans and get on really well. I get on really well with a lot of Christians actually. Um, and why? Yeah, and why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, I know, I, know, I know many, many Christians who I, you know, it almost feels embarrassing that we have to set, you know, discuss it in this way in 2019, but yeah. a lot of Christians and a lot of atheists or a lot of humanists do actually, funny enough, get on quite well yeah, and some have of my best intellectual conversations. And, yeah. yeah, some of my best friends were at uni were, were Christians and we had conversations just like this and it was, it was great. Um, um, sometimes we share a lot of the same moral values as well. It's just simply I, the existential yeah. question that we I, probably differ on. Yeah, and that, this is the thing. I think we share basically all of our moral values. It's just a question of where we get them from. But I think that isn't quite enough to separate humanism from Christianity. So I think 
if I was going to sum up one fundamental difference, it's that authority doesn't really play the same role. Authority is more of a a guide in yeah. humanism. It's not a do or don't, or and if you don't, there's going to be trouble. Also, the idea of why things are good. So I imagine, it's kind of satirically, that a, a Christian wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, fucking... I love I love a good cuppa. I love some crumpets, but it's not good. The only reason it's good is because God put it here, and it's like, can things not just be good? Yeah. Do, you have, do they have to have that explanation? Do they have to have any explanation? Can they not just be nice? Can you not just go out into the street and be nice to someone? Why do you need Jesus to tell you that? Yeah. There's, I mean, I've got no problem with the teachings of Jesus at all. But I kind of do have a problem with the idea that morality comes from a book. It's like, for a start, it doesn't. The book was written because there was that morality anyway, and that was a way to write it down into poetry. In fact, early Christianity seems to indicate that that was the case. But people, I guess, have forgotten that, and they, they worship the teaching of the thing they already believe in the wrong order, and it's... I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think fundamentally, humanism has to be a complete affirmation of, of everything, and a almost like a scepticism of, of everything and a, a gentle discussion, continually continual discussion of conversations like this, of what it means to, to be good. And that's, that was one of the big problems I had eventually was, well, how do we, how do we live in such a unsettled state if we're constantly talking about things? What do we know there's a proactive... Yeah, like how, if we can't agree on anything and give it a set way of being, then... How do we sort of move on from that? Uh, I think the answer is just to be, to believe things, but believe them and then wait to have your mind changed on them and be comfortable with that. Yeah. Anyway, I've, I've ranted off for way too long. Oh, I agree with that. Well, we've respected your own beliefs, but then at the same time, you're ready to be proven otherwise. And, you know, if if, if you did have, let's say, a life-changing experience, you're, you're, you're now open to other interpretations, but you, you live by a certain... Yeah, that you'd like to stick to. We don't have such a dogmatic view on everything. No, I'd, I'd vouch for that. Yeah. And recently we did a podcast on pseudoscience, mm. and uh, in that we we were a little bit critical of some ideas, like fairies and ghosts and things. And I think one of the reasons I dislike those ideas is because it always seems like things that aren't real are being put into this world because this world doesn't seem enough. And humanism being a, a philosophically optimistic idea, I just think, isn't it enough? Isn't this world enough, basically? Yeah. You don't need to throw weird creatures into it to make it fascinating. It already is. Yeah. On that note, I think we'll end it there. So uh, thank you very much. Chin chin, everyone, and enjoy a, a, a pear cider on us. Right. Cheers. <laughs>